Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one international bestseller, Sensitivity is Your Superpower. How to harness your gifts, fulfill your purpose, and create a life of joy. And if you are new to my tribe, I would love to give to you my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And you can get that as a free download at sensitivesoulguide.com. Now, uh, today on Light Warrior Radio, I am literally interviewing a true Light Warrior Earth Angel, (laughs) my very, very good friend, publisher, and uh, the director of the Inside Effects film, uh, Keith Leonis. Um, Keith, I have known for a very long time, actually, he was my first official coach with uh, Peak Potentials forever ago, and uh, there were some major, huge stumbling blocks that I had um, back then, and uh, I have such great gratitude for for Keith and helping me navigate all those and uh, getting into that energy and frequency of abundance, and Keith is just such a gentle earth angel soul um, that, you know, I'm I'm sure I fought him (laughs) at some point uh, during our uh, coaching, Uh, but um, it's uh, turned out to be a, a beautiful relationship. And last year, um, after you know Keith had already had me um, a number one best-selling author for my book, Sensitivity to Superpower, as well as navigating the clickety clack, um, he said, uh, "You know, it's past fifty. It's time for me to do the movie. It's one of my dreams." I didn't even know that about him, right? And he's like, "And I want you to be in it." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> So it was funny because I sort of had that dream in the background, but I never told anybody (laughs) uh, that I wanted to be in some sort of, you know, documentary movie about healing, uh, and literally just kind of fell on my lap. And so uh, it it was just an amazing process. We actually filmed uh, on my property with uh, two of my local um, health uh, practitioner advocates, uh, coaches, and healers. It was just so, so, so cool. So um, the insideeffects.com is where you find the film. It is free to watch, share, download. And while you're there, I uh, highly recommend that you grab a copy of the insideeffects.com companion book. Yours truly has a chapter in there. Um, and by the time you hear this radio show, it probably will be another number one international bestseller, like pretty much all of Keith's uh, books that he has helped to publish, uh, and also some pretty cool t-shirts as well. I think I got all of them in different colors, um, you know, purple, uh, turquoise, pink, and of course, James got black, uh, some really great slogans and uh, with the inside effects, so that would, uh, of course, greatly support the movie as well, and uh, just so you know, the movie is completely funded by gifts, which is unprecedented, probably never heard of in the entire world, that a movie of this caliber is funded by gifts, and maybe Keith can tell us more about that. Um, so let me tell you a bit about Keith. You know, he has shared the stage with legends and leaders and inspiration, people like Jack Campfield, Neil Donald Walsh, one of my favorites, Barbara DeAngelis, John Gray, Michael Beckwith, and Marianne Williamson. And uh, not that long ago, he received a message from the angels that he would write a book that would change lives. And many, many, many years later, it was the best-selling book, Walking with My Angels. And that is truly a supernatural, amazing book to read. So if you have not grabbed a copy of that, check that out as well. He's had um, you know, a history of 
a really difficult childhood with a lot of struggling with bullying, depression, suicidal thoughts, stuff like that. Um, but you know, he, he's taken all of that and with the guidance of his angels and support, he's really turned that around and now he helps uh, many people like myself who are practitioners, healers, people that have a, a great positive message, turn their ideas into uh, a best-selling book and spread it you know, those ideas and wonderful um, coaching, counseling, mentoring um, thoughts, all, you know, just spread it throughout the world. And it's so wonderful uh, to be part of that. And now this film, The Inside Effects, how the body heals itself um, is kind of an unprecedented film in this way. It has a lot of luminaries. We're going to talk about who's in the movie and why you should watch it. But without further ado, welcome, Keith, my dear friend. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. That's like my favorite introduction ever. I guess that's what happens when a dear friend, someone you've known for so long, <laughs> introduces you. <laughs> what a blessing. Um, it's grateful. I'm grateful to be here. It's always, always great to be with you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, um, tell us about your journey. And curious, I don't think the last time we've had you on the show, we, we talked too much about your history in media because when I first met you, I just knew as my coach, right? Like, um, and it wasn't until you said something very curious to me about um, having been in media and um, something about the news. I won't give the punchline away, but, but like, tell us <laughs> also a little bit about that history and then how did that um, culminate in you creating a movie about healing? Wow. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can paint all of those into one storyline. When I was when I was young, I had this dream that you know, twenties and thirties, I'd be a rock star. Forties, I'd be a best-selling author, speaker, and fifties, I'd get into making movies, and all of that would kind of lead into the next piece. So, twenties <laughs> and thirties, I did uh, play music, and I did uh, in my probably. Yeah, I think it was in my 30s. Get to make music with Stevie Wonder and Ben Vereen and Keb Moe and uh, many, many legends. I don't know if Rockstar would, if I qualified for that. But well, you certainly have the hair. <laughs> exactly. I certainly got to play music with a lot of incredible people and mm. big stages, like the Greek Theater in California. That was, I had seen uh, concerts there and been like, one day I will be on that stage, and I got to do that. So, so I feel I feel fulfilled there. And then, forties, uh, I started uh, writing books, but that was coming out of what you were talking about the uh, the media. So, I, uh, along the way, I got into post-production and that's editing uh, editing for tv and uh during i did that for seven years right and so i i went from like assistant editor all the way to field producer which is tv for director <laughs> oh really okay cool yeah field producer so you're out in the field and you're telling you know the cameraman where to point and interviewing people and do all of that so i went from there to there but most of the time was spent in the editing bay and working on a lot of what we call video news releases and uh so we would put together the story ultimately that they would rush to the news and then the uh local newscaster would read the voiceover over the piece that we created uh sometimes uh, covering my my track of me reading <laughs> the uh, script that was written 
And uh, and during that process, there were a lot of things that we would do, and then I would go home and watch on the news that night. And some of those things were uh, I had to sign a non-disclosure that I wouldn't share with anybody that the piece that we had worked on all day was uh, pure, purely fabricated. And, uh, in wait, a wait, wait, hang, hang on, hang on. Uh, say <laughs> yeah. that again. What do you mean? Like, you're a field producer. Like, like, like what do you mean? Well, I was an editor at that time. And uh, and there would just there would be stories that were built to create fear and to sell a product, and then conveniently after that piece aired on the news, the, they go to commercial, and then the commercial would be selling the product that directed you know directly dealt with the fear that they had created in the story. So it could have wow. been wow. Could have I been. Thought, I thought that was a conspiracy could have theory. Been. <laughs> could have been a medication, could have been you know, uh, a lot of things that were supposedly the cure for the thing that, that wow. we worked on that story all day. So first off, and kind of seeing that and, and seeing some of those news stories, going and watching them, I just I started to feel like, ew, like there's not enough showers to wash this off, <laughs> how I feel oh. working on these stories which ultimately led to me leaving and uh, taking my assistant with me and started my own company. Um, but it was just um, what I realized in talking to other producers and other people that had worked in TV and even my boss at the facility I worked at, you know, he worked uh, with one of the you know three major companies in news for years before he started his own company. And what I came to is, uh, that maybe 10% of anything that we see on the traditional news uh, has any truth to it at all. And, and I think oh, wow. with 10%. Uh, so that made me want to get out of that and kind of start my own production company. And so uh, I did with my, with my friend Rudy. And then shortly after that is uh, when 9-11, the twin, you know, tower came down and everything we were in california all production went to new york and we were kind of done <laughs> there was no business for us uh in california even the uh, major studios were struggling at that time because everything wow. went to new york so uh, so that's when i chose to pivot <laughs> and uh finally write that book i always wanted to write with my wife seven steps to successful relationships and uh -huh. and uh so that's where that pivot came and so writing that book uh, became writing another book that, with a lot of people from the movie The Secret and really, really well-known people. And all of those people took me under their wing and taught me everything that they know, which ended up being why people call me the book guy because I'm literally the only person that has all of the top, top-selling authors in the world that took me under their wing and taught me everything they know. So as far wow. as I know, I'm the only one that has the knowledge of all the masters uh, and their tips and their tricks. Uh, and, and I mean, Lord knows what it took 10 years and millions of dollars to, to go to all their courses and try to glean the information that they just freely gave me in, in the mm. time. So, wow. Yeah, that just shifted everything. <laughs> yeah. And uh, put me into uh, book publishing, you know, because I had many best selling books and then I did that for a few other uh, authors 
people that I knew and uh, we published them and then that's when my dear friend Jack Canfield said you know you have like five international bestsellers some publishing companies wish they had five international bestsellers so you may want to consider becoming a you know a real like a publishing house and um, <laughs> so he's the one he's the one that put us on the path to to making that uh, decision to um, step into it so now we've published well over 100 books we stopped counting at 100 and that was a year and a half ago so who knows how many books now uh but we just we publish books that make a difference mm-hmm. uh, we support the difference makers in the world like you and getting uh, their mission and message out to the world and we do what we love and love what we do mm. and then yeah yeah and then i had this dream of making a film uh make well getting into films in my 50s and so here we are wow that is great um and uh one of the things i wanted to point out is you said to me uh that you know, if people throw money at you, you're not going to necessarily publish their book. Uh, if they're selling widgets or sell, you know, something that is not the difference maker, can you just share a little, you know, like why that is? <laughs> yeah, well, when when Jack asked us to consider being publishers, we there were a number of factors. We uh, we decided to create a list called things that publishers do that piss us off <laughs> oh man that's good we we wrote all those things down and then we looked at them one at a time and said what's the opposite of that and we wrote the opposite of that and then we had the list of the things that we would do and uh so we we realized that if we were publishing that we that we wanted to everything that we did like everything to fully support the author and uh to open up doors that would not otherwise be open to them to uh, take them under my wing and teach them like all the masters taught me Mm. Uh, so I personally mentor people that that we publish and and so books that make a difference we publish books that make a difference Uh, that is that we want you to feel better when you put the book down than when you picked it up (laughs) that is important to us so we don't have any books about war or politics or you know mm. sometimes i get like murder mystery right <laughs> <laughs> on a murder mystery book and i'm like hey here's the publisher for you and then i just just refer them to to someone who's a match but um we just we want that you feel better when you put it down than when you picked it up and so every book that's uh, in our catalog is one of those Ah, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. That's uh, so interesting. Um, okay, so let's talk about the inside effects. First of all, uh, you know, how'd you get this idea for the film? What's it about? And where'd you get the name? <laughs> yeah, well, that's quite a journey, too. Um, I am in a community, a group uh, called Dreamweaving. And um, I was in the point where I could freely receive gifts and somebody, uh, monetary gifts. And somebody asked me, like, what will you do with the gifts that you receive? And I went within and said, that's a great question. What, what will I do with the gifts that I receive? And 
that is where I remembered that I had that those dreams, right? <laughs> 20 and 30, Rockstar 40, best-selling author, speaker, 50s okay. film. And I realized now that I was in my 50s and I wasn't making a film yet. Ah. Uh-huh. I said, oh, okay, oh, 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 oh. It's time to to move into the big dream that I always wanted to do. And so I want to make a movie. I want to take these gifts and make a movie. So what would it be about? And I have to cough here, so I'm going to mute. I'll be right back. Well, that was Mm -hmm. fun. Okay, so so what would the movie be about? And that's one of the things that I do. It's called sit, ask, and listen. So I'll sit, ask a question, and then I'll listen until I receive the answer to the one question before moving on to anything else. So I just sat in that question, what will this movie be about? And in doing so, I remembered when I was young and my aunt uh, had a diagnosis and was told she had two weeks to live and that she had turned that around and completely got rid of this cancer that they said was spread all throughout her body and that she should get her affairs in order and then it was gone in two weeks, like no trait whatsoever. And she shared that story with me and uh, because of that I never was afraid of cancer or, you know, that diagnosis because I had seen her completely reverse it. Matter of fact, twice. <laughs> they tried again later and she just did the same thing. Uh. And so uh, so I remember that and kind of all the people that I had talked to over the years because I've always been like very inquisitive in certain subjects that I just, if I found out somebody had a diagnosis or uh, other subjects that I've worked with, like uh, life after life, right? (laughs) That was another thing that asked many people if they had a near-death experience about Uh that experience so that I could gain knowledge. I've just always been so inquisitive. And so um, I had asked a lot of people over the years to try to figure out why it is that some people get a diagnosis of a month and die in a month, right? (laughs) Some people get a diagnosis and completely heal using natural remedies, like what what's the difference there? What's right? And uh so I've always had an inquiry about that and been interested in that. And so I was like, hmm, so perhaps it's a a movie about that and so then I said, Okay, well what would it be called? And you know, tell me more, tell me more and sat in that and and that's when I saw like played back as a movie in my head, uh, my healing experience and uh, that I had had, you know, 23, 26 years of, of nine level, nine, 10 chronic pain. And uh, this story that I just kept recreating by telling it over and over again, I found out. And, uh, and I had tried everything to try to get rid of that. And then, and then finally I did it, uh, I connected with you and with Lisa and between the two of you, um, that pain just completely left me. And so I, I thought, Oh my God, I can do a film teaching people that the body has the ability to heal itself. Cause that's what I learned from the two of you and witnessed myself personally. And had seen my aunt do and many people along the way. So, I realized that it was the the inside effects were the difference between when people healed and when they didn't. 
it was what they thought. It was what they put into their body. It was how they put it into their body. It was a lot of things that were an inside job as opposed to uh, something outside of them. Decisions, even if they made a decision to go the traditional route, that that decision still came from an inward process. Right. Right? People being up against it, looking at this thing, ah, fear. And then the people who had, in my experience, had lived or had transformation, uh, had surrendered, right? I don't know what to do. Sat down, asked, what should I do? And then waited for the answer and then received it. Mm. (laughs) And then acted on it, even if it was traditional or non-traditional. Whatever they did, that was the common theme. They sat down, they surrendered, sat down, asked, and received an answer. So it's the inside effect. Right, <laughs> the inside effects um, going within was a theme that I noticed. So, so this film was just a way for for me to introduce uh, the world to two powerful teachers, <laughs> whom are friends of mine, and uh, <laughs> and Lisa, and then uh, so I started there. Okay, so then what would this look like, right? And so then um, I sat down, did an interview with. Uh, three women in Florida that I knew had had uh, their own personal transformation and I kind of just let them talk and recorded it. And in listening to the conversation that they had, that helped me create a list of 12 questions that I wanted to ask in the film. And then I uh, did the first uh, actual shooting for, for the film, right? And that was you and Lisa and Deanna and Courtney and, um, and then right. the, the three of you, who do you think I should talk to, right? And, and Mara, who had been researching all of this for years, and all of you made recommendations, and that's how I ended up with uh, this incredible list, because you recommended people like, you know, like Bradney Nelson and just incredible people, and then they all said, well, you know who you need to talk to, and next thing you know, I have 29 incredible <laughs> masters right yeah um, i think you have to kind of like cut it off at a certain point right because you wanted the film out and, i did and there's only so many I people did. we can have on on a you know, on a film and because uh, because all of us love to talk so i mean the editing process would be quite challenging yeah i think i started saying that's it at about 26 <laughs> <laughs> and then there were just a few more that that the expert I was talking to really rallied and said, no, no, seriously, <laughs> got to have this person. And, and I'm glad I listened to that because those people did end up uh, bringing like a, a piece that I felt was missing that I thought I was going to have to bring, you know, mm-hmm. to the film. and then they, they brought that. And then I was like, oh, see, that's why, that's why. I <sighs> and then when I got, when I got to 29, my inner knowing said, that's it, stop. And I was like, okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that that is great. So that's um, and, and for folks that are just popping in, um, this is Keith Leon S. and he's the uh, publisher of the book The Inside Effects, uh, and also the movie called The Inside Effects, which is free to watch, share, and download. And um, Keith, do you want to share the website for where people can directly uh, get a copy of the book? Yeah. If you go to theinsideeffectsbook.com, there's a landing page there that will 
have it so that you can um, click a button, go grab it from Amazon, but then come back and put in the uh, purchase order number, and then you'll receive uh, bonuses from some of the teachers in the film and in the book. We love bonuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love giving bonuses. So, um, yeah. yeah so that the book was great. Is, is, is the book, you know, that was created because I knew that people were g- going to watch the film. And because there were multiple subjects in the film, right, some of it is, is like, what's my next step? What do I do next? But there, there were really four main topics in the film. And so I knew that people were going to be like, okay, I've seen the film. I'm on board. I'm ready. I want to take back my life, mm. right? I want to heal this thing or I want to get so healthy that I don't have anything or they're just going to be like, I'm ready. So now what? And, um, and so I wanted this book to be specifically the answer to now what? Right? Ah. The questions that I asked the experts in, in the book are different than the ones in the film, and they are more specifically to what do I do now? What's my next step? So this book is the to that. And, I, and of course, like, the film is free, right? I want the world to have access to that. Uh, and the book is going to be 99 cents for the Kindle and 9.99 for the soft cover, uh, and that's going to stay that way. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I... No, normally that doesn't happen. So normally we do right. a launch, right? And it's ninety nine cents right. for the Kindle, and then it goes up to regular price and say the paperback nine dollars yeah. ninety nine cents, and then it goes up to the regular price of whatever it is sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, twenty bucks, whatever. So yeah. did I hear you right? You're actually not raising the price. Yeah, I want the whole world to be able to have access to this, and wow. and even and even if you know if it's Nine ninety nine instead of twenty dollars, then you could actually get a book for you and someone you care about for what you would normally pay for mm. one book, right? So I want, that's my hope is that people will say, mm, "Let me grab a few copies because I know a few people that could really use this message or have a healing like I did." Right? Wow! It, it's shared uh, throughout the world, so. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Kate. You're incredibly generous. And, uh, yeah, that, that is fantastic. Um, and uh, we are looking at now, of course, you know, we're recording this before the, before the actual book launch. So um, you may be uh, listening to this after. Um, but as of this moment, um, how many people do you think, Keith, if you were to take a wild guess, how many people do you think are going to either watch or download this movie uh, uh, soon after launch? Mm. Uh, my vision, my goal <laughs> is uh, between a mil- 1 million and 1.5 million uh, within a few weeks of the launch. That's my goal. That's what uh, okay. I'm envisioning because I know that then those people will tell other people and we can truly make a difference. Oh, that's great. That's great. So funny because yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, the 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 number that I wrote down in my dreams list yesterday, we just uh, consecrated in one of my looms, um, was seven point five million. Um, yeah. So we're going for that. Maybe not launch week, but we're you know going for that number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be so great, making a difference. So let's let's segue to the part about you know. 
So now you decide to make the movie and you're interviewing these experts. A um, couple of questions. One, uh, was there anything new that you learned? Because you've kind of sort of been, you know, working on this health journey for a number of years. A lot of people are brand new. But is there anything new that sticks out that you want to share that you learned? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I learned a lot of things that were new. Um, one thing that I, a phrase that I learned that I, that I love and now use is the word thought virus. Uh, oh, I love that part <laughs> too. To call, right. I used to call it stinking thinking, <laughs> uh, a lot of other things, but thought viruses, you know, because the last few years there's been to focus on that word virus, uh, <laughs> to hear it said in that way, thought viruses are what's really happening. Right. And that is, uh, that it happens as we believe and as we believe it is done unto us and that that has a huge part to do with why all the people that that I saw heal and including me healed right is the way that we think <laughs> the, the thoughts that we think and and what we listen to what surrounds us the five people that we are hanging out with right we will become mm -hmm. those five people, all of that. So thought virus, that was a word that I was just like, oh, love that, keeping that. <laughs> that was huge for me. And then, uh, and then I did get into uh, asking uh, experts about, about that word, you know, viruses. Are they, uh, are they real in the way that we've been taught that they are? And so we really dive into that as well. And that's, that's the piece in the, in the movie that, potentially some people may be triggered by, you know, that discussion because we do get so used to kind of the thing that we've heard something one way all of our life. Right. And, uh, right. and then all of a sudden there's something that uh, is not that exact way that we've heard it. And so, so for me, that was the most profound uh, discussion for me that was in the film uh, because I, I had heard people, you know, share other thoughts about that, but but I hadn't really got to connect with the people that that's literally their expertise. Right. <laughs> that's what they that's what they do, and uh, there's there's what uh, five of those people that are kind of the top people in the world that, that talk about that, and we have three of them in the film. So. Yes, so Amanda Vollmer, right? Dr. Tom Cowan and uh, Dr. Uh, Andrew Kaufman. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. so to have those three and to to hear them sharing uh, what they were sharing it was just just incredible uh, learning experience for me, and and just put me on a path to doing my own research. And that's what this movie is, right? For for me, it was I wanted it to be a discussion point. I wanted it to get the world talking again because it seemed like everything the last few years was kind of created to separate us. I mean, you know, social distancing, right? Just started there, like separate right. them. Do, and then there was like, then all of a sudden there was cancel culture and people are like, if you don't believe how I believe, I cancel you. And that is <laughs> so contrary and opposite to the way I grew up. We used to have, discussions <laughs> some people even called it <laughs> <Go figure>. debate <laughs> debate we'd sit around and actually not have the same opinion 
and be willing to sit there and talk to each other and then hug each other after and, and still have a meal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> imagine yeah. that. So, so I feel like if I can get people just sitting down just saying like, hey, man, what did you think about that part or that question? And people are able to have a discussion again and, and connect because there might be, if I'm sitting down with someone having a discussion about this film and, and, and they say something, uh, the way that they received something from the film, the way that they say it might be the way that I needed to hear it to go, mm. oh, okay, you know, I didn't really get that when they during the film, but the way you just said it is the way that I got it, mm. right? And that wouldn't happen if there wasn't a discussion. <laughs> so this, right. uh, this is, this is, that's why I've done this film is to, to bring things to the forefront for people to connect about and discuss and well, the nice thing, dialogue. Yeah, the nice thing too is that I think you took a great effort to the energy of the film, at least from my perception and my point of view, which could be very different, I guess. Uh, some, people, some people can get triggered by anything, but um, I felt like yeah. there was really a lot of effort to be neutral. Um, yeah. To just kind of share, well, you know, this is, you know, this is what the studies show. This is not what, you know, like, and not be all, these are bad people and da 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 da. You know, you're being lied to. You know, none of that is in there. Yeah. That energy yeah, no is figure. not in there. And so I really appreciated that. Now, like I said, some people can be, the minute you say virus or the minute you say, you know, um, you know, what an isolation of a particle of a virus, you know, some people will like walk out the room, I suppose. But, um, but I think you guys did a really good job in just presenting the data and people can perceive it or discuss it, like you said, any way they choose to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I believe that everything is energy and something that my wife and I created years ago, we called it BPO, which stands for best possible outcome. And so I feel like I created that in that before each and every interview that I did with people, I, while I was waiting for that interview, I went within and said, what would be the best possible outcome of this interview? We had a great connection, right? We stayed absolutely neutral. Um, we delivered content, things that we absolutely know to be true with love, right? Mm. With love and from a neutral place. And so I just, I created that within me and then it, it just felt like every person who showed up mirrored the energy that I had created mm. when they came to the interview. And some of these, you know, there are a few people in this film. I can Not naming names. Specifically <laughs> that, yeah, that out in the world are very boisterous. <laughs> <laughs> boisterous is a good word. And, yeah. And, uh, and even even those people were just like, right? I know, like yeah. chill, like whoa, that's pretty. And so, uh, so that I felt like that was created, and it is mm. a, a common common energy in the film, and that is that uh, we just come watch it, but watch the whole thing, right? That's my ask of everybody is watch this film from beginning to end because it's all one piece and each thing builds off the other. So if mm. you just like get triggered by one piece and then leave, then you missed all the goodness after that that mm. may have <laughs> right helped you 
uh, be able to either a process the other thing <laughs> or b even get get a, a different answer right like right. what was available if you waited till the end and it's like at the end you know there's a piece that wraps the whole thing up and if you don't see that right or if you don't see me come in at the end and say okay so there's all the information and uh i i know that i've I've learned a few things. I've came to a few conclusions, but I leave you to come to yours, right? So mm-hmm. even at the end, there's no trying to be right because what is right anyway? <laughs> what works for you is what's right for you, period. So mm-hmm. that's my energy yeah. through and through. But, but I felt like a few things that I learned along the way that made me go, huh? Like that I literally didn't know before the film, uh, I had to share whether they could potentially trigger someone or not, um, I, I had to share it. I felt like I, people would want to know, right? They would want to mm. hear about it and make their own decision. And, and maybe they go, ah, poppycock, and just throw it in the bin on the way out the door, you know? <laughs> I'm unattached to being right or wrong, but I just wanted you to have the information because uh, the more I got into this film, the more I realized that I didn't know. And we, as Apple Publishers, the first 50 books we published were all functional functional medical practitioners, doctors, right? I had learned a lot of things and thought I knew some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and I'm so happy that... um, you know, they were talking a little bit about uh, German New Medicine or uh, now renamed Germanic Healing Knowledge because as far as I know, I don't think there's been a big feature film that's, you know, really shared some of that wisdom. And yeah. I'm still processing it, seriously. I mean, yeah. I obviously, I've been indoctrinated into, you know, medicine and all that kind of stuff and super smart and getting A right. pluses in school and, you know, and even for me just going, okay, wait a second. Okay, viruses. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah. how does that, you know, in fact, I have one of my co-stars, Deanna Courtney, coming to my Health Freedom Tribe to do a talk, and I'm going to literally like, grill her with, like, medical, like, questions. I would give it to her ahead of time. I'm like, okay, when people have an antibiotic and they feel better, what's really going on? here right yeah if, if, if the microbes are, are there as like the firefighter at the scene of the of the fire right like what's going on they actually feel better what's happening you know so anyway she can handle all those questions but it's like you know inquiring minds want to know <laughs> like <'cause laughs> we've been, so much we've been told like even with my voice the way you know people except for you guys of course if people look at me and they're like oh you have a cold I'm like mm, no I'm actually healing right it's like, wow, that's taking a while. I'm like, yeah, it's longer than I thought. You know, it's longer than I thought. But I'm actually healing. Yeah. So it's like constantly like taking what other people are saying and not attaching myself to it uh, and just yeah. knowing, true knowing in the heart of hearts. Because I've had to really heal a lot of stuff of my mindset from medicine. Um, but here's the thing. The evidence for me is like, well, do we actually cure people of heart disease and diabetes and cancer and all these kinds of things in conventional medicine. And, and the grand majority of the people, the, you know, for that, that answer is no, right? But I yeah, do yeah. know people who are integrative practitioners, who are, you know, um, naturopaths, who are, home, you know, 
and, and who are coaches and healers who have done that. No, even though your right. aunt wasn't healer, like you know, it's like, wait a second, why are we not talking about that? Right. Why are we not talking about the placebo effect and how to optimize that? You know, yeah. um, why are we not uh, talking about actually healing or get the body to heal itself rather mm-hmm. than always relying on some sort of outside source of something uh, to fix right. us? So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not done yet with my whole mindset shift, you know, because medicine's very entrenched in there. Uh, but the nice thing is I have the right questions to ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so I can help <laughs> and, others and in the same place. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because Mickey Willis uh, mentioned a, a few of the things that you just talked about. He talked about the placebo and the nocebo. Nocebo, yeah. yeah it was and, really important as, to put that as, in the film. Yeah, as did Amanda. Right? They mm-hmm. both talked about that. And mm-hmm. uh, so placebo, somebody tells you something that's positive that will happen, and it does. Nocebo tells you something negative, and you believe it, and then it happens, right? And so both mm-hmm. of these placebos are available to us. And yes. Proven that they work. <laughs> right. right? Sometimes so, I'm so uh, tempted to, like, you know, text back to my family members, oh, I see that, you know, you're taking advantage of the nocebo effect, right? But I just shut my mouth. Yeah. And, you know, it's not useful <laughs> to say things yeah. like that. Um, and then another yeah. thing that Mickey talked about in the film was what you were talking about is uh, what people would call sick, right? Flu, any of that mm-hmm. is literally is a detox. Yeah. You know, we're, we have so many impurities coming into our body and, these days even from the air from the foods we eat from everything and our body can only take so much of that before it says okay time to get this out and whether it comes you know no matter where it comes out (laughs) right wherever right however if it comes out of all those ways right then uh it it just needs to the body needs to purge and get it out so it can become uh, new right without those impurities so Mickey talked about it when he went to, uh, you know, at September 11th, he went to the Twin Towers and he volunteered there and he was in all of that asbestos dust, asbestos in the air and all that. And he breathed that in and for, oh, for days and days and days. And then ultimately he ended up just having like uh, one brief, you know, detox uh, that I think was even years later. And uh, so he just, did, did a detox and got it all out of him and that was it. And that was all that ever happened from that when it supposedly, you know, if you were there, you're going to, you know, all these people have uh, got cancer and all these diagnoses and things that they said, right, with their lungs and all of that stuff. And he was like, oh, just a detox I had to do. And it so yeah. was just like, okay, so that was his belief, right? All right. Do just a detox and that's it. And then that's what happened. So plus mm-hmm. nocebo appeared. He went, decided to go with placebo. <laughs> right? And then that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. His, um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like they say it's mind over matter. Um, and, you know, if I, my personal experience as a holistic medical doctor, I'm now retired, um, is that when people actually have enough energy and they're strong enough, that's when they have the healing reaction. Because otherwise, if the body is not strong enough to detoxify, it'll just store it. 
in its various yeah. little places until which time it's ready to be released. And we're not just talking physical toxins, guys. We're talking emotional trauma toxins and mental toxins, dimensional toxins, spiritual toxins. Like, like there's so many different things that, you know, most people may or may not be aware of um, that when you're ready are then available for healing. And so when you get the symptom, it's, you're already on the healing part. You know, we just have to support the body and the mind as well to, you know, be able to go through that with as much ease and grace as possible. Mm. Now, I had a question for you, uh, Keith, about uh, did you personally get triggered at any point listening to these guys? Or me? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, not at all, because like I shared before, each and every, every interview I did the BPO best possible outcome. Mm. I was I was already in a place of neutrality, in a place of we're collecting data information, right? To educate people. And that was my so I didn't I wasn't even in a space that would allow that. <laughs> uh in each ah, of the interviews. Right. Yeah, because yeah. you set your energy, you know, beforehand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's yeah. That's great. And the only thing that could have potentially done that was there was there was one person where uh, almost all the questions that I asked kind of started with, well, the, the, what's wrong with this question is, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then answered it from there. So I was just like, huh, okay. <laughs> oh, my right. gosh. Well, there was potential for me to get triggered. <laughs> but I was just like, okay. Well, so I just sifted through that interview with you know perfect. So what can I what can I use, <laughs> right? That's that's positive, and and then that person that was a you know one specific question that was they were perfect <laughs> to answer and didn't say the problem with this question is and <laughs> the one that they were like the most passionate about, right? And had yes. The most, history and the most research about, and so I was like, oh, okay, so not knowing ahead of time that I could have just asked that one person the one question and and been done all right cuz that was <laughs> that was that was the one that they were just like ask me this <laughs> right, right, and, right. And I, I feel like they were just waiting to ask me this ask me this uh, which might have been the creation of the energy on the other one so who knows but my uh not having an attachment being right about anything made me so that it didn't even trigger me. I was just like, cool. All right, cool. Thanks for caring enough to share that with me, which is my answer to any feedback I ever get from anyone. Uh, oh, that's great. And how many places did you actually have to physically travel to, you know, make the movie? Um, I, let's see, one, two, three different locations in New York. I went to and then the rest I was fortunate enough that a lot of these people have their own film crew <laughs> like Mickey Wells he's a filmmaker right, right. Uh, JP Sears JP Sears has his own team and so I was able to just hire their their team to uh, to shoot it on their end and then I just came through on uh, on uh, Zoom you know, in front of them to ask them the questions. Uh, some people, like uh, Bradley Nelson, uh, had their own professional cameras set up because they do things all the time uh, and on Zoom. And it just 
does Nina look like Zoom because it's a professional camera, professional lighting, everything. Right. Uh, yeah, I think Marcus was like that too. His his was really yeah. clean. It's nice. Yeah, he has cameras, so he set a did a two camera shoot and mic'd up and did the whole deal. So, uh, so yeah, I was blessed in that I didn't have to travel as much, which is why I was able to do this film on the budget that I had, uh, hire crews that were already in place. And then the few times where it, it was on Zoom and it kind of looked like Zoom, then uh, my editor and I, you know, we both had so much experience in, okay, well then how do we keep this the highest quality and make it look good? And so those are the ones mm. that saw where, it's, uh, where it's a little bit smaller and it has that beautiful uh, scenery of the woods with the sunshine. Yeah, that was through. brilliant. Yeah, that, I, I yeah. really liked the contrast of that. So it wasn't the big head like every single time. It was... Yeah, and as yeah. as a director, because I had all of those different ways, like even my the three shoots that we did here, you know, my cameraman, uh, cinematographer, and first first assistant director, he he had like multiple cameras, like three camera shoot and a drone, and one camera he could pick up and move around, and so we were uh, in constantly moving and shifting the way that we were shooting things because it's a movie that has a lot of talking heads, I wanted a lot of change. Mm. Right? Mm. Every person is framed different, lit different, <laughs> everything different, so that you never just go like, oh, God, talking <laughs> Right? Right. Well, there, there were some points where I don't know exactly how that happened, but like it happened with one of mine and one of Lisa's scenes where literally we said something and the light behind us, change did you do that or was that no, nature that's that's nature did that and that's where the editor was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> these, these went i need to know them i need to learn from them because uh, you you were talking about being a light worker and light energy and the work that you do and as soon as you did that then it, camera flares started happening everything started lighting up behind you it was like and then, uh, and then Lisa looked straight at the camera and said, you know, ways of the world. And when she said that, it lit up behind her yeah. and then came back down. And uh, I'm like, everybody's going to think that was a camera trick, but that was not. And so wow. for me, there were, there were so many little messages <laughs> throughout yes. the film. Our um, angels were talking. That I, <laughs> right? That I thought were specifically for me. <laughs> right? of how to how to do this and how to even how to bring uh, forth your footage and Lisa's footage, right? <laughs> and uh, and that those were those clips were clips that were certainly supposed to be there. <laughs> right? Yeah, keep this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is so so cool. Now I did have to um I, I thought about this question to ask you um, is why the comedians I'm not complaining because I absolutely love them but it's like you wouldn't expect in a healing film if you will to have comedians so what's with the comedians well I'm blessed enough to (laughs) have uh, a number of comedians who were my friends who I already know who are also advocates for health right Mm -hmm. so with a film of this nature, right, where sometimes the things that we're talking about and the subjects that we're talking about can feel, the energy can feel a little dense, heavy, as we talked about 
uh, potentially triggering, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I wanted to interview these comedians who I knew would give me both. They would give me funny things, but then they would also show a side of them that maybe some people rarely get to see, right? mm. which is their, the depth of these comedians. Mm. And so I wanted to have the funny stuff uh, to lighten it up. <laughs> Whenever okay. It, like, it was really, okay, wow, the energy's feeling dense right now. Uh, let me bring in J.P. Sears to say something funny to lighten the mood, right? Let me bring in, uh, <laughs> let me bring in Craig Shoemaker <laughs> to say something funny. Um, and then a lot of people, uh, if you know Kyle Cease, right, it, anybody that knows him, he, he was an actor, then he was a comedian, then he got into what he's doing now, which is... Uh, it's kind of like another form of the work like Byron Katie does of really mm-hmm. helping people to look at, look deep within themselves and to question their thoughts. And, uh, but the way that Kyle Cease says things are a way that I've never hear, heard any other human being say them. And I've, I've heard a lot of people, <laughs> right, right. Speak to the same subjects, but the way that he says it is just different than any other person that I've ever heard talk about the same exact thing. And so, so I was uh, blessed in that I was able to reach out to Craig Shoemaker, who I knew personally, and then I was able to connect with Kyle Cease, uh, his team, and tell them about the film, and he was just like, yes to that. And, uh, and, then, and then Kyle, Kyle was, to be quite honest, at the end of the interview, and this is how a lot of it worked, he, he was like, this is so good. Oh, my God, thank you so much for asking me to be in this. Can I ask you, like, who do you, who do you want that you don't have yet? You know, who did you not get? <laughs> and I said, J.P. Sears. And he was like, oh, he's my best friend. No problem. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> and that's when you, you know that you're on course. You're on the right yeah. path. <laughs> when, it's, when it's that easy, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you know, and my, my right. assistant, Tasha, told me, Oh, you forgot your 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 other your business coach Trey and Grace. They're friends with JP Sears too, so you could have asked them. Like I completely forgot that she had told me that a long time ago, and I completely forgot. So we had a second in, but obviously the way it worked out was perfect. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, let me text him," and a couple minutes later, he was like, "Okay, done." <laughs> I was like, wow. "Okay," and that's when you know, and that's when you know you're mm. on course, right? Mm. Well, I'm a big fan of JP, so I was like so thrilled when you told me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and this this project is the Yes Project, right? (laughs) It's another Yes Project. That's what I call the projects when I know that I'm on course, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do when everybody who I ask says yes. And this this film is one of those things where I knew a few people going in, right? John D. Martini's... He's one of my mentors, and you and Lisa and Deanna, right? I knew you, and then it was like, oh, okay, well, here's another person you need to. <laughs> here's another person, and a lot of people in this film I did not know, and I reached out just to their website and started from the contact form, right, to, to <laughs> ask people to be in this movie, and something about what I said in the contact form made their assistant give it to them and for those people to see it and feel into what mm-hmm. I said and then say, yeah, yeah, say yes to that. And and that's when I know I'm on course when all I hear is yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter who I ask. 
That's great. Now I'm sure I know, I know we're coming to a close here in our interview, but uh, I'm sure there's going to be somebody's going to ask, and uh, please don't cringe because um, that was so much work. Uh, is there the inside effects too? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> I didn't tell Keith I was going to ask him that question. <laughs> we'll we'll see. I mean, you were in, uh, navigating the clickety clack book, right? <laughs> so yes, um, yes. Navigating the clickety clack: How to Live a Peaceful Life in a Seemingly Toxic World. That book was a download like this was, and I truly thought it was just going to be one book. And then I did the book, and so many people who read the book reached out to the people that invited them or were friends of them, people that were in the book, or to me personally, and said, is there going to be another one? And so it was like, okay, I guess <laughs> the universe has spoken. There should be another one. So, so, <laughs> so we'll see. That's my answer. Okay, <laughs> okay. So do you have uh, an idea of, like, if there was another movie – uh, yes. Is there anybody that you would like to be in the movie that wasn't in this one? Because of time, because of whatever, didn't work out. Wow. Well, probably uh, Lipton. Doctor Bruce Lipton. Like yeah. Braden. <laughs> yeah, Greg Braden. Yep. I mean, he's not a yeah. star, but he's definitely you know the whole consciousness movement, right? Like he's you know right. awesome. He's speaks to energy mm-hmm. uh and of course bob proctor if he hadn't passed away for sure yes. yes. would have been in the movie and so uh so it's maybe joe dispenza I, yeah yep he'd mm-hmm. be great as well and those were the ones that were like oh he's booked a year out <laughs> right yeah we can, you can have an interview a year from now i'm like the film will be out <laughs> by then <laughs> right. So, right so uh and and I just knew when that happened, okay, you know, the people that were supposed to be in this movie were in this movie. Yep. Right? Yep. And uh, I've just, I've learned a long time ago that there there are no mistakes and it's always perfect. So I, that's mm-hmm. why I don't get attached to outcomes. Nice. But merely see how they, how it shows up and work with that. And so, uh, so this film, I mean, Darius Barazande, right? Mm-hmm. Marcus Bird, C- Kathleen Bobak, the director, assistant director of the movie Titanic, right? Lee Carroll, <laughs> Kyle Cease, right? Mm-hmm. Deanna Courtney, who we talked about, she's dramatic healing knowledge practitioner, right? We got Tom Cowan, John DiMartini from The Secret, Kim Diaramo, Reverend Julie Renee Doring, um, Maria Elena, Jeff Giniak, Mia Hole, you, <laughs> Andrew Kaufman, Dr. <laughs> Kathleen King, Aaron Kinney, Matt, Maddie Lansdowne, Rowan McCready, Lynn McTaggart, Bradley Nelson, <laughs> Monica Mirani, Dr. Clint G. Rogers, man, Ken Rolla, <laughs> J.P. Sears, Craig Shoemaker, Amanda Vollmer, Lisa Warner, and Mickey Willis. I mean, boom. <laughs> the most incredible group of difference makers all experts in their their craft, their field, right? The thing that they do. And we're talking, we have scientists, right? We have people that were medical doctors like you who got out of that, right? People who still are doctors. <laughs> Health mm-hmm. advocates, just 
everything. That's what I, I just wanted people that had a, a whole bunch of initials after their name, right? So that, <laughs> so that, so that when we were, like, like when we talk about the, the virus piece, like there's five people in the world that are the top to talk about that, and we have three of them in the film, right? So it's yep. not like nobody's just saying something because they have a theory or a thought about it, right? These are the people that have researched it. These are the people yeah. who have done, done the work to earn the right to even be speaking about that subject. Exactly. And that's why this film was so beautiful for me to, to be able to sit down in front of all these mm-hmm. great minds, these difference, difference makers in the world, and to share with you uh, what they shared with me. Mm, wonderful. So folks listening in, go to the Inside Effects. Dot com, so T-H-E-I-N-S-I-D-E-E-F-F-E-C-T-S dot com. And uh, the book, uh, if you want to go direct there, um, there's, of course, a link from the, uh, the Inside Effects website, but you can go to the Inside Effects book dot com uh, to get a copy of that. Uh, like Keith said, it's uh, forever 99 cents uh, Kindle and 9.99 paperback. I usually get both because I, I like the feel of paper, even though I have run out completely of shelf space. Um, but I, but <laughs> I just had this book addiction, I suppose. Um, and uh, I think there are some the Inside Effects T-shirts as well. Um, actually, it was really neat uh, because. Uh, Mara, um, of course, is Keith's wife, had uh, posted in our light medicine community asking for, you know, like, do you like these t-shirt ideas? So actually the community did uh, help support, say, hey, I like that slogan, that slogan, that slogan. So we feel like kind of like even more connection here. Um, so like I said, I, bought, I think I bought one of every t-shirt. Um, and uh, so if you want to support uh, Keith and this project, getting it out, um, uh, you can definitely get uh, uh, one of the t-shirts or more like me uh, as well. So theinsideeffects.com. Uh, any last words, Keith, uh, words of advice, things you want to share before we say goodbye? Mm. Yeah, one of the key takeaways uh, for me that I just heard over and over again and have found to be true for me is you are the answer you've been searching for. Mm-hmm. The inside effects, just those words <laughs> allude to that. But uh, mm-hmm. other ways it was said in the film is, is when it comes to a choice about your life, your body, the direction that you want to take, nobody is better to answer the best way to take that path other than you. Mm. Right, and so so they say, seek out multiple. Right, if you're going to ask people for feedback, seek out multiple uh, opinions, and then go within and make your own decision. Because mm. you are the answer that you've been looking for. You know what is best for you more than anyone else. And I love that. It's, it's the first instinct is always right, but only every time. First one. <laughs> write that down. When you, every time I ask a question, I write down the first answer that I get because then monkey mind will come in and try to talk me out of that and then I'll go back and so many times that I'll forget what the first one was. So the first instinct, the first answer, right, but only every time. Awesome. Okay. I might need another t-shirt with that on it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much, Keith, for being here today and 
sharing your life and your dreams and this movie with the world. Um, I love you so much. I wish you all the best. And uh, we also want to thank our wonderful audience for tuning in. Yes. Yes. Mm. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Keith. Until next time, big love, everyone. Bye for now.